Hey, beautiful. This is your intuitive consultant and life coach, Ava Laura, with another edition of Ava Laura, Heal My Life podcast. Listen in each week because I'm helping you to heal your life, heal your relationships, learn how to do meaningful work in the world, and make an impact that creates legacy. So go ahead and get your pen and paper, get your favorite drink, and listen in now. episode of Avalora Heal My Life is sponsored by Canada's number one inspiration coach, Maureen Kaylee Verdonk, affectionately known as Coach Mo. She is the founder of Inspired Living Life Coaching, and Coach Mo is passionately helping women say yes to ourselves and experience more success and joy in our lives. Visit Coach Mo at www.mocaliverdunk.com. That's M-O-Cali-C-A-L-E-Y, Verdonk, V-E-R-D-O-N-K, MoCaliVerdonk.com, and claim your free audio CD today. Well, today, I want to talk to you about you and your vision for yourself. I'm sure we've all heard the proverb, where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keeps the law, happy is he. So what does that mean? Without a vision, without a purpose for being, what what's the point? Without knowing your purpose, you have no vision for yourself. And without having a vision, you're lost. So one of the things that I want to help you today is to establish your purpose for being. Because once you're clear on what your purpose for being is, then you can have an accurate vision for yourself that truly reflects who you are and your unique purpose. And your life will just be so much greater no matter what happens, no matter what challenges or things that you might have. At least you know that you're on track and you are living your divine birthright, right? So that just makes everything uh, more powerful, uh, more special, and really it allows you to be at peace. So having a vision for yourself, understanding who you are and your purpose for being is very important. One of the things that I do in my practice is when I uh, begin working with a new client, uh, particularly my counseling clients and my coaching clients, the first time that I meet with them, I get to know them. So it's really a get-to-know-you session. I find out who they are, uh, what their goals are, what are the things that they want to create in their lives, what are the things that they want to discreate in their lives. And having knowledge of your purpose helps you to have an understanding or an idea of all of those things. So today we're going to do a little bit of that. So we're going to establish where you are in your life right now. That's the first step. And since we are beginning this journey together, uh, you know, I want to have you, I want you to have a baseline for where you are right now in your life. So what does that mean? 
have you ever tried any of those exercise programs? Uh, you know, P90X, I'm doing something called Supreme 90 now, uh, which is a 90-day uh, workout program. And there's, there's so many out there, Insanity, uh, you know, so many of those programs. And the first thing that they do when you start this program, before you even start exercising, is you have to weigh yourself and take your measurements, right? They want you to weigh yourself, see where you're starting, see what your measurements are, and then, of course, take that dreaded picture (laughs) that nobody likes. Uh, You take the picture so that you can see where you are right now before you start the program. So that's what we're going to start with today. Let's see where you are right now. Remember I said that this is Spiritual Sage Radio class, so you're going to need a pen and paper. We are going to be doing some work today, and the first thing that we're going to do is to establish where you are right now. So if you don't have that pen and paper out, let's get that out right now so you can do this assignment. Okay? So let's talk about how this assignment looks. This is called your life score, your life score, all right? And what you're going to be doing is taking an honest look at your life where it is right now. And notice I said honest. You always want to be honest with yourself You are the only one that is going to be looking at this work. There's no judgment. We just want to see where you are right now because if you don't know where you are, you can't possibly figure out where you're going. So you're going to be honest with this assignment. How it works, I'm going to name 10 areas of your life. And these 10 areas represent every aspect of your life. You are going to rate these areas on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 is absolutely poor, non-existent, terrible. 10 is absolutely perfect, cannot get any better. Okay? So you're going to rate each of these areas on a scale of 1 to 10. Once you get that number, the numbers for each of the 10 areas, you're going to add them up, and then you're going to divide them by 10. And that is going to give you your life number, okay? So you're taking each area, you are rating it on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being terrible, poor, 10 being perfect. Once you get those numbers, you add them all up and you divide by 10 and there you have your life score number. All right, you ready? You got your pen and paper? We're ready to go? All right. First area is career. How do you feel about your career? Do you like your career? Are you happy where you are? Uh, do you feel that this career adequately adequately, adequately uh, reflects who you are as a person and your purpose for being? Does it satisfy you? Do you enjoy going to work every day? All right? How would you rate your career? Finances. How would you rate your finances? How's your credit score? Do you have savings? If you lost your job today, how long would you be able to support yourself? How are your finances? Are you living paycheck to paycheck? So let's take an honest look. How would you rate your finances? Family relationships. 
How would you rate your family relationships? Do you get along with your family, your immediate family, uh, maybe your in-laws if you're married? How do you get along with your family? How are your family relationships? Do you support each other? Do you uh, see each other often? Do you spend time together? Do you enjoy spending time together? How would you rate your family relationships? Next, number four, your physical health. Are you healthy? How is your physical health? Do you exercise? Do you feel good about your physical health? Um, have you been diagnosed with any diseases, high blood pressure, uh, diabetes, you know, all of these things? Do you need to lose weight? How is your physical health? How do you feel about your physical health? What do you think when you look at yourself in the mirror? All right, your physical health. Number five, how is your love life? <laughs> How is your love life? How would you rate that? Are you in a relationship? Are you happy in this relationship? Does it satisfy you? Uh, do you get the intimacy that you need? Are you getting your needs met in this relationship? How is your love life? Next, your emotional health. This is different than your physical health. How is your emotional health? Do you understand your emotions? Do you know how to control your emotions? Do you know how to release your emotions? Or do your emotions get the best of you? How is your emotional health? Next, how is your spiritual health? Do you have a relationship with God, the Creator, Most High, Allah? Do you have a relationship? How is your spiritual health? Do you have spiritual practices? Do you do them on a daily basis? How would you rate your spiritual health? How is your sexual health? Again, are you feeling sexually gratified? Are you getting your needs met? Do you have a sex life? How would you rate your sexual health? Next, your physical Fitness. Again, do you work out? Do you exercise? When you exercise, are you easily exhausted? Or are you having, you know, um, are you able to work out, you know, for a long period of time without getting physically exhausted? Do you have good stamina? What is your physical health? I will tell you, if you're doing any P90X insanity, you're in pretty good physical health because they are very demanding. And last, but certainly not least, how is your psychological health? Do some of you even know what that means? Your mental health, your psychological health. Um, how are you able to process and get on with your day-to-day -day living? How do you take in information? How do you process information? How is your thinking? Do you think negative all the time? Are you a positive thinker? Do you get depressed easily? All of these things. How is your psychological health? So let me read that list for you one more time and make sure that you have all ten areas. First one is career, finances, family relationships, physical health, love life, emotional health, spiritual health, sexual health, physical health, 
excuse me, physical fitness, and lastly, psychological health. So these are your 10 areas. You should have a rating for each of these areas on a scale of 1 to 10. Add up those areas. You may need a calculator if you're like me, a little mathematically challenged. So get your calculator out. That's fine. Add up all of these areas, and then you're going to divide them by 10, and this is going to give you your life score number. Now, again, we're not doing this exercise to judge yourself, to say, oh, my goodness, I didn't realize how bad things really were. What is wrong with me? I can't believe my life is so horrible. We don't do that here. The purpose of this exercise is so that you can see where you are right now. Because once you know where you are, again, now you can determine where you want to go. So I don't care how low your life score number is. It's about are you willing to do the work to get to where you want to be. So let's say your life score number is a three, right? Let's say it's a three. Where do you want your life score to be? Do you want to be at a 7, an 8, a 9, a 10? Where do you want to be? That's a really important question. Because if you're at a 3 and you want to be at a 9, are you willing to put in the work that it's going to take to get your life to a 9? Are you willing to do that? Do you have the support system in place to be able to do that? Do you have the commitment the dedication, the time, and the energy that it's going to take to change your life to get from a three to a nine. It is possible. I don't want you to think, oh, my gosh, it's not possible. I can't do it. Everything is possible. But are you willing to do the work? That is the question. And, again, be honest with yourself. Denial is a river in Egypt. Be honest with yourself. Where are you now and where do you want to be? And understand that if you say, well, I want to be at a 10, but that's a little unrealistic. Understand that a 10 does not mean perfection. We're not striving for perfection here. None of us are going to be perfect. That's not even possible, so don't even worry about trying to be perfect. A 10 simply means that you are truly being your best self. That's a 10. It doesn't mean perfection. So if you want to be a 10, that's fine. Be honest with yourself. Don't settle. Don't say, oh, I'll, I'll be an 8 because I really I can't possibly be a 10. Choose to be a 10. Just understand that you're going to have to put forth that work to get there. Okay? So that's your life score number. We got that. So now we know where we are. So now let's talk about where we're going. And where we're going is, what is your vision for yourself? What do you want for yourself? And how do you get to that? By knowing what is your purpose. Ask yourself that. Take a few minutes with that question. What is your purpose? I want you to think about that. And I want you to get that pen and paper out again. And I want you to write whatever comes to you. What is your purpose? Don't judge it. Don't think about it too hard. Don't think, oh, this is silly. No, that can't possibly be it. Whatever comes to you, write, when I ask you that question, just write it down. What is your purpose? 
Remember I told you last week that first and foremost, I am a servant of God. That is my purpose. That is all of our purpose. Now, how do I serve God? Of course, I do what God has prescribed us to do in terms of um, praying, uh, fasting, giving charity, you know, those kind of things. So certainly, those are ways that I serve God. Now, another way that I serve God, of course, is by serving others. And the way I serve others, this is my unique purpose for being, is helping others to heal, to overcome obstacles, and transform their life. I also help people to be their authentic self and to live their divine purpose. So this is my purpose for being. A few short sentences, nothing long. I'm not taking on the world, or some might think I am taking on the world with that purpose, but that's my purpose for being. So what is your purpose? What is your purpose? Keep writing down whatever comes to you. And how do you know when you get to the answer for that question? A combination of things. You might feel immense joy, excitement, and maybe even a little fear, you know, because maybe it's just so big. Um, when you cry, when you get to that really emotional state, that lets you know what your purpose is. So when you feel really emotional, when you just, it just, you, you, can't, you can't think of anything else. That's your purpose. It just overwhelms you. That is your purpose for being. Now, some of you might be saying, Ava Laura, this is all well and good, but I just can't answer this question. I need some help. And that is okay. That is what I'm here for. I am here to help you. If you are struggling with this question, there might be a few reasons for that. And one of the reasons for that is that we often compare ourselves to other people or we try to live up to the expectations of others. We try to live up to the expectations of our parents, our family, our the loved ones. You know, maybe you come from a family that everybody were doctors, so you're expected to be a doctor too, you know, or maybe you come from a family where everybody's a minister or, you know, a pastor or served in the church some kind of way, and you have no interest in that. So sometimes we get really caught up in what other people expect of us, or we look at other people and compare ourselves to them and think, well, you know, if that's what they're doing, if she's a lawyer, then maybe I'm supposed to be a lawyer too. You know, I remember growing up when I was a child that I honestly felt like I didn't have any talents. Now, obviously, of course, that's not the case. We all have talents. But I would compare myself to people I saw on TV. I loved music. I loved singing. And, you know, I would sing everywhere. And, of course, I sang in the choir. And I wasn't a bad singer. I mean, I could carry a tune, but I certainly was no Whitney Houston. But I loved Whitney Houston. And if I'm going to compare myself to Whitney Houston, well, of course I'm going to think I have no talent because I can't sing like her. Who can? 
so comparing ourselves to others can be really detrimental, especially to our self-esteem. Don't look at other people and what they're doing. Don't think that you're supposed to be an entertainer or an athlete or, you know, you know, that, that's, you know, that's what we see a lot of now. Everybody's a rapper or a singer or a basketball player. No, everybody can't be that. We're all unique beings. We're not supposed to be the same thing. We're supposed to be different. I love this quote by E.E. E. Cummings. Um, the hardest battle is to be nobody but yourself and the world which is doing its best night and day to make you everybody else. I love this quote. The hardest battle is to be nobody but yourself and a world which is doing its best night and day to make you everybody else. Do you feel like that some days? Do you feel like you're trying to be everybody else that you're just trying to fit in? If so, you're never going to be able to figure out what your purpose is if you're comparing yourself to others. So stop that. Okay? Stop that. Just stop that right now. Another thing I said is that we often look towards our family. And and this makes sense. I mean, these are the people who, you know, set the foundation for us, you know, who give us everything. So we look to them to support, to figure out who we are because they are a reflection of us. You know, again, I remember when I was young, my father used to tell me, oh, you should be a lawyer, you know, like your mother. Because you have some of the same gifts as your mother. You know, you're great with speaking. You know, you're great at arguing. You know, you should be a lawyer. I had no intentions of ever being a lawyer. I love my mother. I think she's an amazing lawyer. It's wonderful for her. Not for me. Don't compare yourself to others. Don't look to others. Look to yourself. And how you're going to look to yourself, I'm going to give you seven additional questions to ask yourself. I don't expect that you're going to be able to answer all of them right now, but these are the questions that I want you to ask yourself. And through asking these questions, it'll help you determine who you are and your purpose for being. Okay? So the first question, what are you most passionate about? What brings you the most joy? What are you most passionate about? What brings you the most joy? So I told you growing up, I love music. You know, I was passionate about music. But I'm not as passionate about music as I am about helping people and truly advising people and helping them to be a, live a better life. So what are you most passionate about? What, what just... What makes you just awake, you know, just, <laughs> it just brings you to life. What are you most passionate about? Number two, what are you naturally good at doing? What are you naturally good at doing? What do people ask you for help with? And again, growing up, people would always ask me for advice. You know, I never even thought that I was good at it because it was just something that I did. It was such a part of me that I never even thought about it being anything special because it was just who I was. So sometimes 
you got to take a look at what you're naturally good at, what, what comes easy to you. And that has the biggest clue into what your purpose is. And what happens is because it's so easy for you, you don't even think about it. So think about those things that just come easy to you. Is it cooking? Are you good with fixing things? Are you good with your hands? Are you a good teacher? Are you a good musician? You know, what are the things that just come naturally to you? Third question, what are you doing when you lose track of time? What is something that you can do that you truly immerse yourself in, that all time and space just disappears? What is that thing for you? I remember um, working on a Reiki client recently, and I literally lost track of time. I was working on her. I was just in her energy, and I totally lost track of time. I was just, I was, I had such a great time with it that I didn't even think about where I was and what I was doing. Okay? So, what are you doing when you lose track of time? What do you love doing so much that you would do it for free? Now, that's an easy question because there's not many things that we want to do for free. So, what do you love doing so much that you would do it for free? Next question. What would you do if you could not fail? This is a very important question. No limitations. What would you do if you could not fail? You have no limitations of time and money. There's no excuses. What would you do? And answer these questions quickly. This is not, it doesn't take a lot of thought because you know this. What would you do if you couldn't fail? What activities make you feel most empowered? What makes you feel most alive? What makes you feel like you are really doing something, that you are really fulfilling a purpose? It makes you feel complete. What activities make you feel most empowered? What would you do, excuse me, what would you love to do or accomplish before you die? So really another way of asking that is what is the legacy that you want to leave? What would you do, what would you do? What would you love to do or accomplish before you die? So those are your seven questions. So answer those questions. If you're struggling with trying to figure out what your purpose is, answer those seven questions. That should help you. And if you're still having problems with that, give me a call. I would be happy to help. That is what I'm here for. The way that I suggest you do this exercise, you may have answered some of these questions right now. But take a few deep breaths before you go ahead and answer them. Just kind of clear your mind, relax your body, release your mind of all that judgment and all that chatter, and just write down whatever answers come to you quickly. Don't think about it too hard. Just write down whatever comes to you. And then after you get all those answers down, what I want you to do is just take a few moments and just visualize yourself fulfilling your purpose. Visualize yourself, how you feel, what you look like, what you're wearing, where you are, just taking every single detail. And then once you do that, go back to your questions and then just start to flesh it out until you have a few clear, concise answers. So no more than a few sentences. Okay? So that is my exercise for you. And my sage advice for you today is to determine your unique purpose for being. Why? Many of the obstacles that we face are because we simply don't know who we are. Many of us are just on the wrong path. 
just investing your time and energy into things that do not serve you. So determine your purpose for being so you can have a vision for yourself so that you can engage in the things and do the things that most serve you. I leave you with this quote from Abraham Maslow. A musician must make music. An artist must paint. A poet must write. If if he is to be ultimately at peace with himself. A musician must make music. An artist must paint. A poet must write. If he is to be ultimately at peace with himself. I want you all to be at peace with yourselves. And I'm sure you want that for yourself. Are you ready to learn how to meditate the right way? Meditation is a key tool for transformation, clarity, focus, and truly living an amazing, peaceful, happy life. It is one of the number one tools that I teach all of my clients. And I know you know the benefits, but so many of you don't know how to meditate and breathe properly. I have a four-week training just for you, M3, Mantra, Meditation, and Motivation, where I'm teaching you online from wherever you are around the world how to meditate correctly. So email me now at avalora at avalora.com and get all the juicy details. That's A-V-A-L-A-U-R-A avalora at avalora.com and get all the juicy details about my m3 meditation training hey beautiful thank you for listening to another edition of avalora heal my life podcast join me each and every week to move from whole to wholeness in your life your relationships your business and your career And if now is the time for you to embrace all that you are for your most incredible life, go ahead and email me today at avalora at avalora.com for your own personal consultation. And while you're at it, I'm Googleicious, so you can find more information about me online. Go to my website at avalora.com and join my mailing list.